You're listening to Season 2 of NFT 365. Talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365. Powered by the ADHD coin, here's your host and digital futurist, Brian Fanzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And we're a new season, new year, new co-hosts, new opportunities, new perspective, and a whole lot of, uh, in my my view, new, exciting uh, things uh, in the near future. And one of them is being able to not have to just listen to me, but also I get to kind of jam out. And I will just say that we've got a lot of feedback over the last uh, many episodes of season two that so many people love this kind of like fly on the wall approach that we're, where I get to bring in some of my, you know, my closest friends in the Web3 space and, and really just talk like we would talk if we're hanging out IRL with a, with a beer at the, at the pool or at the pub in, uh, in London in that case. And so, of course, that's who uh, I got Travi with me uh, again today. Travi, uh, you know, not only thanks for coming on the journey with us, but, you know, you you brought the fire season two. You're like, hey, I got some people that we need to bring on the show. And we had Flyfish Club and we had uh, Anna Skates and we didn't even get to do a kind of an episode of me and you just jamming out. So uh, it's, it's part of the fun, right? Like connecting a lot of these dots. But uh, how are you doing? How's, uh, how are things going in your world? Good, man. I am fired up to be here on NFT 365 Season 2. Again, man, thanks for having me as a co-host. And for sure, I think it's really exciting to bring in um, different guests, have different interviews, people that we've come across, and people that we'd like to support and, you know, kind of build up. Um, And that's something that you've done for me, man. And I'm I'm not shy to talk about that with anybody else out there. And if you don't already know, because you don't listen to Fired Up on the Blockchain with Travi podcast, Fans, so I think your name comes up at least once an episode. Um, you know, it's just been a great, crazy uh, year plus um, for my Web3 uh, adventures so far. So I'm looking forward to continuing them with you, man, as we get to um, my, the Michael Jordan year, as some people are calling it, 23, coming right around the corner. Ooh, I like that. I, I, I haven't heard that. The Michael Jordan year. Oh, I mean, that's a... I mean, think about that alone, right? Just that perspective, right, of looking at something like the Michael Jordan year. Right. And he has, I mean, talking about an example of like uh, a tycoon, but also like, you know, the goat, also one that wasn't afraid to try new shit, right? Like how many people are the greatest at one thing and then go and be like, hey, I want to go play the minors in baseball and uh, push myself that way. And, oh, I'm going to, you know, change the way that uh, sneaker deals are ever looked at so that I can build my own empire. And it is funny that there's an entire generation that knows Jordan for what they wear on their feet more so than what they saw on a basketball court. Right. Which is just, it's just kind of cool and wild. So I I love that 23 piece. And I will say like, you know, Travi, your name comes up probably more so than anyone else when it comes to, you know, like you and I have connected, like anyone go back and listen to that one love episode, right? We have a, we have a strong bond on kind of just the way that we look at life um, where we kind of get our own individual joy. Like we really, I think we both are rooted in the idea that a lot of our joy is in helping others, right? Celebrating others. Um, 
you know, education, right? Like it's so weird for me to, to say that myself because uh, I struggled so damn hard, uh, you know, in secondary education in college. Um, but if I looked at my career, you know, 99% of my career, if it's either on stages, it's behind a microphone, it was, you know, my, my time at the U.S. government, all of it was really on an education side, right? Like I, I think I never called it education. I called it translating the geek speak. Uh, I think it was partially because my, like my disassociation with like education as a whole. But the funny thing is, I think I bring your name up more so than anyone else's when it comes to um, a collector, uh, as someone that is an investor in this space, someone that put your own, you know, money where your mouth is, right? There's a lot of uh, people in this space that talk a good game about what projects are the best and talk about the, why they love certain projects. But when I drill down into it, most of it is BS. Most of it is they heard Gary V mention something and they jumped in, right? They watched uh, the floor price of Pudgy Penguins move and they were like, Hey, Pudgy Penguins is the greatest project ever. And I'm like, really? Like, what about that project do you love? And I've always appreciated like you, you not only are, aren't afraid to kind of put your money where your mouth is, but you, when you invest, I look at you as like an investor of, and maybe maybe this is a great place for us to kind of start at it. Like, were you like in your background, like as far as investing in your own education, right? Investing in your own memberships, right? Clubs, uh, community, like community side. Was that something that's always been innate for you? Because I look at what your like in many ways, like watching your wallet, right? For anyone that is like a wallet watcher, like I am of watching people's wallets. Part of what I look at is like you play the long play, but that doesn't mean that you also aren't looking at individual opportunities to build liquidity or build a bag, right? And I think for a lot of people, they almost look at things one way or the other. So give us a little context on your, you know, like, because like, you know, we have Jordash on the show, we have Katie uh, Brinkley on the show, Leslie on the show, right? I think all of, all of so many of us provide like such a different, like, I mean, Jordash was, was, was into crypto in 2017. I thought crypto was the biggest scam of all time in 2017. Uh, and was like, no way am I putting a single penny of my own money in there. Right. I even like, I, I earned Bitcoin for being a guest on Google hangout shows uh, and was like, this is the weirdest, dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. Like I, you know, and I, I earned five Bitcoin being on Google, uh, Google plus shows, but n- not, not even once that I'd be like, oh, maybe I should, tr- you know, watch the trends on that. So give the audience a little bit of context there because it's funny from like, even before you and I became as, as close friends as we are now, I like really respected your approach to some projects. Uh, and like Flyfish Club, for example, is one of them, right? Like I didn't pull the trigger and I will say part of the po- reason I didn't pull the trigger. And this is like a little bit of like alpha, I think for everybody, like I'm one that like, there are certain projects that I know if I buy them, I'm never getting rid of it. And if we think about it, it's like a sunken cost, right? It's like a, it's like there, is, and it's not saying that I'm looking to flip shit, but like, like if I buy, like for each crypto chick I buy, I'm not selling it again, right? Like it just not, like it just, and you know, if I bought Flyfish Club on the first day it came out, I knew that I would want to be in that for forever. But I also knew that wasn't liquidity I could spread out amongst different things. And I think I made some like critical uh, mistakes along the way in that side, but give us a little context on your background as far as like how you've looked at investing, how you've looked at positioning, you know, you're a, you're a dad, you're someone that, you know, not only came from education space, which let's face it is the most underfunded, uh, you know, place when it comes to supporting teachers and those in education as a whole, but yeah, give us a little bit of that context. 
Ooh, man, where to get started on that? Um, in terms of being an investor, I think there were there were some early plays we had um, in the stocks. My wife and I, before we were married, uh, we got in early with Facebook. Um, we sold some of that to uh, buy our first home. Um, uh, but you know, I got to okay, say, well, hold, this. hold on, give me a little. Okay, how yeah. did you get first exposed to stocks? Like my dad was in the stock market and like in that world, but I never played in that shit. Like the only thing I had was four hundred one k, but I got to pick my own freaking stock. Like that's the only thing yeah. I've ever had. Yeah. So, I mean, just to be real with everyone out there, like I didn't, we didn't, my wife and I each on our own separately growing up, we didn't have much like, um, and it's kind of like a, a bittersweet day, uh, for me because, you know, lost both my parents today would be my mom's birthday. So that's wow. specifically, it, it's a, it's a special day for us, uh, to remember people like that. And, um, you know, people who have been really, um, important you know to us in, in our in our pathways and there's so many things that you mentioned here to begin with um you know yeah i, I want to make my mom proud right i want to make my little girls proud i want to make my wife proud and uh, some of the names you mentioned earlier like even we talked about mj like you and i had a conversation um in one of our i could pull the current back a little bit one of um our advisory sessions here um where, where we were talking about the journey right and you were talking about so many people out there keep the bar low so they can get over it. Right. And you were talking about the bar should be greatness and, and then you should still try to get over it. Right. So that to us growing up in the time you and I grew up, that was the mentality we had eventually transitioned to, you know, another, another basketball player, you know, rest in peace. And that's Kobe. And then we talk about the Mamba mentality. So you combine a lot of that stuff with a lot of the people who, who have been really important to our past and our lives. And then you try to internalize that to be, you know, to learn the lessons, like keep them sort of on your shoulder as you're going through your own kind of personal journeys and stuff. So, you know, growing up, um, you know, my mom was a single mom, raised four kids. And that was a lot of where I learned a lot about, um, you know, uh, how, how powerful and wonderful women can be. Right. So the fact that I'm a girl dad and all that stuff was just just is a little poetic, um, you know, and she did a lot. Like we moved a lot growing up and I saw like how things could have been if this one domino didn't fall, they hit this other domino. And then I saw how things could pick up if, okay, this domino fell in the other direction and some good things started to stack. I eventually realized whether it was, I was going to get my first apartment. I was going to buy my own suits, uh, you know, and try to get like real life big boy jobs and that kind of stuff. Um, I needed to figure out a way to do it on my own. And I think a lot of people in, in crypto trading look at ways that they can make gains. I think in NFT land, they look at ways that they can make gains. I have to be honest. I don't look at NFTs for myself as, as a flipping mechanism. I'm not afraid to make a little bit if an opportunity arose. But the financial components to my, my wife and I investing are really more in real estate. Like we've been involved in real estate for about a decade now. And the few things that we got lucky in with, with stocks or whatever, and I do say lucky um, because listen, you know, whether you have a blue chip NFT or not, if you got it early, you're lucky. Right. But Truth. we, we, we knew, we knew going in that we believed in the people who were running the company. So whether it was Facebook or just a couple other things, we did okay. And I think, you know, when she was, she was a finance major. So she, she had a lot more background in that than me. For me, a lot of my investments previous to real estate, NFTs, crypto, whatever you want to call any of that stuff is education. 
Like I invested in myself because I knew there was literally going to be no one that can do it for me. Like there were times, even as a teacher, when there was a governor we had in New Jersey, he was cutting teaching positions everywhere because one reason or another, whatever. Right. And I was like, yo, I don't have anywhere to go. Like I'm, I might have to live in my car. And I was just like, I'm not going to do that. Like, let me bust, you know, let me get to this job fair or whatever it is and get out there and meet some of these people. And luckily immediately got hired. Right. So it was one of those things where I think the passion I have for this space and the passion I had still have, right. For education, helping kids think shows itself through. So I didn't really have a year where, when a lot of people were getting their jobs cut, I got a, I got another teaching job when there were no teaching jobs because somebody I met created a position for me and they said, yeah, the passion you have for helping people working with these kids, you know, but that's not to like to gloat about not having a job. Like that's, that's not the point. The point is I always invested in myself more. So whether it was undergrad, like way undergrad, like I was, I could have got, <laughs> I got an associate's degree at first in a fashion merchandising. Cause I was like, yo, MTV is hot. You remember when MTV was hot? They oh, were yeah. having like, oh, yeah. they were having fashion and music, um, you know, shows and stuff all the time. I, I loved how the, there was this show that they had, like when we were young called fashionably loud, it was a fashion show oh, yeah. and yeah, there was the bands were playing and stuff. I was like, yo, I want to get in that. So I got in that life. My bachelor's was, was in marketing. Then I finished that and I said, you know what? I miss working with the – I always worked with kids as a camp counselor and stuff and as a coach. I said, I miss that life. I really want to make a different kind of an impact, more of a personal level impact. So I invested back and went in for my teaching certification, which was not, not easy nor simple nor quick. Um, <laughs> did that. Then after that, got my master's degree in education, then got a supervisor certificate. And I was – just about to do the principal and then eventually the superintendent stuff. And then web three opened up and I, and I said, I invested in myself on the educational side of things when I was going through my degrees and I was trying to become better at those jobs. The web three thing started to open real estate still happening with my wife kind of during this time. And I said, you know what, the way that we invested the money and time into getting better educationally, getting those degrees and stuff. Why don't I see how I can do that here in Web3? So a lot of the projects that you that you and I kind of talk about or that you know me through, I didn't really have any goal in that. Yeah, it would have been cool to flip some, but that wasn't what I was thinking. To me, it was research and development, man. Like I've been really doing that for over a year before I ever before I ever dropped the journey NFT as a founder. And that was so I can learn about the space. I can meet people like you. And I've met people that I feel like I've known forever. And some of them, I, you know, I just met through this NFT world. So kind of a long answer. And there's, I'm sure, a lot of other rabbit holes we can, we can go down. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I think, it's, I think that context is, is super valuable, right? I think the real estate connection there is an interesting one, right? The education one. Um, you know, I think, I think it's so under valued or understated like people talk about the power of networking right like anyone that's been in the you know business world like when you like no one in college like i you know this is another failure i think in college as a whole right like because like people don't realize that you know like people talk you know it's about who you know in so many cases right like you said like you were able to connect with someone that created a job for you right but you put yourself in front of that person 
And that person got to know you and saw your heart and the things you cared about to where they created that position, right? And there's a lot of people on the outside that'd be like, oh, must be nice, right? And I talk about that must be nice mindset that's such a joke, right? Because a lot of it is about like, you know, it's who you surround yourself with. It's who it's who you're willing, you know, to to set up time with. But like, even you, when you and I connected, right? Like for those that aren't aware, like, I mean, a podcast, an NFT project, we're not only not on your roadmap, but I think you even kind of like laughed at me when I mentioned like, like, what do, what do you got in the play? And you were like, no, that, that's, that's not me. Right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm working with Evan on the diamond dogs. I love being on the social council with chick crypto chicks. Uh, you know, but like, yeah, that, that's not my like realm. Right. But like the beauty of this is like where we invest our time, who we invest are, are like the, the things that we care about, right? Like part of being in a lot of these projects, when I look at it and I talk about like my favorite NFTs, so much of it is like, what is this project either taught me or who is it connected me with? Like if I look back on this last year, it's the connections with the people and the experiences that are what I give a shit about, right? Like, I mean, like truthfully as, and I know both of us are in that and the beautiful part of that is bear market or bull market those are exist, right? Like we don't, we don't have to like, like the floor price of a lot of projects that I hold dearly, I don't ever freaking check. And it's not because we're better than anybody. Right. So I, I love that you kind of connected those dots. I also love, you know, and, and you know, shout out to your mom's birthday and, you know, uh, you know, th there's a lot of things in our lives that we either people that we lost, um, you know, you mentioned Kobe as well, right? Like, I mean, it's been, it's been an interesting couple of weeks, right. For me and like, and kind of just taking a step back and, and owning some of the loss that is, you know, even come into our, you know, our world as a whole. And, um, you know, it, it was, it's interesting because it also kind of comes full circle in a lot of other aspects of our life. Right. Like, like you mentioned like fashion I was, I actually had a conversation with my daughters this weekend that I was the only, there was two boys that took fashion in our senior year in high school. And I was one of them. Now I wish I could say that I took it because I was passionate about fashion. Um, I was more of like a, a girl crazy in every way possible. And I was like, I did the math pretty quickly. It's also why I picked a university that had a nine female to one male ratio. Like I, I was like, Oh wait, Radford is used to be a, a women's college nursing and they have hockey and it's nine women to one male. I was like, checkbox. <laughs> right. But then what I found was like, even in the fashion side of it, right. Like if I look like full circle to where this whole art thing is kind of taking me right now, like walking to your own beat, right. Understanding what, what you care about. Like we talked about like one love and, you know, we both, uh, you know, we both are, have tattoos. We both kind of have our own, uh, you know, our own style and approach to things. But I think like that is part of the beauty of web three as a whole as well. Right. It, it, there is something about when you show up as your whole self and you focus on some of these like macro um, scenarios. I mean, I think that's where a lot of the magic happens. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, micro, micro is a good starting point, you know, and, and I spoke with, um, our friend Maishi a little bit about this too, like talking about having content on these podcasts that could be evergreen. And, and, you know, you, we start off with something that, that makes sense for people listening now. Right. And it's something that'll live on. Hopefully it, it'll open something macro. And, you know, I, I think that's a lot of what, what you already put out and shout out to, to Jordash, Katie and Leslie, like three people, speaking of people we met in the space, like, well, I absolutely <laughs> love, but you know, like you said, man, the people that you meet and, the reasons for why you get in, if you're not, in, you know, <laughs> like you said about the fly fish club, like I don't, I don't go in thinking, okay, I'm going to buy this one thing and I'm going to flip it for more. 
in my mind, I know it's a possibility, right? But I also know like that's that's ETH that if I don't get back, and this was something Gary Vee always did talk about. He's like, don't, and a lot of us did, right? Don't don't put in funds if you're not really able to to lose them, right? But if you invest in a project where you're learning something through, where you're meeting people through, or you're you're building partnerships or something that you can get out of it, it's you're investing. You are investing in yourself in a way. And that's something I think a lot of people out there might not have got in the game for. So as they go through their paths of Web3 and and maybe establish themselves as a creator, which I know you asked me, do I see myself as a creator back over the summer? And I said, no. I mean, you know, I, I've always created I've always created content, whether it was as, as a teacher or anything like that. And it's just it's nice to be able to feel like I'm naturally able to pull back on some of the good things that I was able to do and and hopefully bring some of those good things and help educate people, you know, as I go and educate myself as well. Yeah, you know, and I think that is the I mean, that's I mean, one of the biggest lessons for me this last year, right? When we started with the podcast, I knew like in a weird way, I knew that I didn't need the NFTs of the podcast to be successful for it to have a massive impact on me because I was going to try to do something that I didn't know that I could actually do. Right. And anyone that's, that's out there, right. If you're thinking about like, I mean, I, I spent my majority of my life making excuses to why I wasn't consistent. And, and I, in some cases, I don't even know if they were excuses, right. They were, it was actually based on some data, right. Like I, like I had tried, right? like working out, trying to eat healthy, right. Like there's, there's a lot of things that like, I, I, I'm impulsive. I'm also one that um, I'm competitive as all hell but I'm also willing to admit like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to abort ship or I'm going to change path. But also like, you know, like you were like, I challenging you, like, dude, you're a creator. And like, I, I jokingly remember that very first Twitter space that you were like, man, come support me. I'm, I'm nervous as all hell. And I was like, this piece of shit, you sandbag me. Like this guy knows exactly. He's you're a good interviewer, right? Like you were, you are, you, cause you care, you listen. You also, you also are great. Like with your podcast now and you know, and you're, willingness to kind of either do things your own way or kind of address things in ways that you just want to hear, right? Like, I think part of the reason what makes people great in Web3 is that it's a combination of curiosity, right? Our own individual curiosity. And when we see a gap or we see something, being willing to like learn and try it out, right? Like, like you know, when, when Jordash talks about his like giant spreadsheets of like all of his data, like I'm a data geek, right? I, I love all that stuff, but I am not great at, at like I have a, sh- I don't know about anybody that's listening. I have a shitload of spreadsheets that I built out. I set up, I configured perfectly. I just never added more data to them, right? Like, like I'm like the king of like, are you like that too? I'm like, I got so much of it. Like I'm going to track this. I'm going to track, And then I just like, don't like do that. And like many people can look at that as like failures, but like for me, a lot of this is like what we're building up as a whole. And like this whole AI art piece has been like, like when you, when I was asking you about being a creator, like the same thing could have been asked for me easily of being an artist and like to have people, even like yourself, right? You did, a, you took, you bought one of the pieces, uh, for our, my AI 365 collection and you turned it into some art. You used the IP for some art with one of the podcast episodes. And I got a message today, uh, from Delphi cat. And she's like, Holy shit. Did you see what Travi did with that art on the, on the podcast? And I was like, no, it's like, it's pretty badass." but like that, those little things, like, like we are all figuring this out as we go. Right. Like I, and I think the beauty of it is 
as long as we continue to be curious, continue to push the limit, we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to find new opportunities. And like, like for one like an example, and this is me being honest here, everybody, like I would have, I, I would have loved to have fly fish club on the podcast season one, but I didn't have the network or the, the ask there. And I'm often very, I've admitted this, right? Like I struggle I struggle oftentimes making the right hook, right? The jab, 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 right hook, Gary V. You know, you guys can go back and listen to an Ask Gary V episode where he calls me out. And he's like, hey, there's this Fanzo guy that read my book, but he forgot to read the last couple words of my book. Um, he just is a guy who just jab, 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 jabs, and he doesn't know how to write hook. And I'm like, when he called me out on it, and I got all these messages and everyone was like, dude, like Gary's like calling you out. I was like, it's the truth. Like I, I, I and I even created a community that was not used to buying from me because I didn't write hook them ever. And they were asking me to write hook. People were like, Brian, how can I invest in you? How can I support you? You're giving me all this stuff. And yet there's nowhere for me to buy. And I was like, Oh, don't worry about it yet. The entire time struggling to make ends meet or, you know, having to make sacrifices. And I will tell you, like, even with the AI art piece, like it's probably the most promotion I've ever done on my Twitter account ever is me talking about these AIR pieces. But part of it is because like I have a bigger picture of involved, right? And I and I want to make an impact. But it's also because like I know the more I learn about selling AI art and selling these NFTs, the better advisor I'm gonna be, the better podcast host I'm gonna be. Right. And I think like that is part of this, right? And you and I were, you know, we talked about, you know, I'm, you know, transparently, of course, I'm on uh, on your team as a partner with uh, the journey and, and, you know, the the NFT project as far as, you know, what we want to make happen with all of that. And the funny thing is like, one of the things that's so hard, I think for so many of us is that, you know what, I'm really good, Travi, you and I were brainstorming, Leslie and I were, we were all on the call and, and Eth Barbie was on there. Uh, shout out to Selfie, uh, Selly. Uh, who I have to say, Sally and Eth Barbie, since I screwed that up uh, in London. <laughs> um, but we were on that call and I said, Travi, here's the truth, is that I'm not great at executing myself on the advice I'm giving you, but I know the advice I'm giving you is what needs to be done. And like, it's like a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird place to be when we can, we, we know what needs to be accomplished and we can help others do it. But sometimes we struggle with that our own individual selves. But I think the beauty of that in Web3 is that we can do both and we can do it kind of all of it. Like this is like, it is the perfect storm for anyone that is multi-passionate or multi-hyphenated or multi, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, whatever you're, uh, you identify as like a polymath or, or those pieces. But I'm also, you know, I also think, Travi, you know, if you look back over the year, right, from the thing, projects you've invested in, the people you've spent time in. We also have to be honest and say there are people that we both have probably invested time in, projects, people that we had to learn that we're like, oh, wait, they're not aligned with our mission, our vision, right? Like, and that's also like one that's hard. How do you kind of approach like this sometimes of like bringing people into your world and realizing, wait, their energy might not be good for me, or I might, I might have to pull out of this project because it's not what I, I thought it was. And that's, that's really hard. And like, it can create you know, what we identify as FUD in this space. But I think a lot of times FUD is, and this is like me going deep on FUD, but which is weird. FUD, I think sometimes manifests itself because we don't want to admit that we were wrong or we miscalculated something or something has changed. What's your take on that? Well, man, a few things there. So I, I've never 
to my to my memory, publicly fudded anything. I've certainly uh, had conversations. I've had you know DM groups where we're trying to figure a couple things out. But you know, bringing one love to Web three, you know, sometimes means keeping it real, um, but doing it in in a way that I always try to give benefit of the doubt, unless of course there's an obvious reason not to, right? And that's, that's just kind of like the person who I am. So um, let me, let me touch on that in just a sec. I, I want to say too, with regard to your AI art. Um, yeah, man. Um, I, I think supporting people in this space is really important. Um, there were a few of your AI art pieces when you were doing your, your weekly drops that I, I tried and, and I missed out on, but that, that was really just to kind of be like, cool, like Fanzo's doing a thing. I want to support him. Then when I saw that you were doing one of ones that were really special and, you know, just a, a really kind of something that, um, you know, I, to, again, to pull the curtain back a little bit with, with the journey, we have an artist support fund. So like we we're happy to display, you know, different works of, of people who were connected to or support or, of course, many of them are holders. Your AIRPs resonated with me it was like that, that boom box with the neon colors um, not, not unlike the hoodie that you're currently wearing, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was perfect. It was like perfect for me and it was perfect for how I kind of view the things that I like. I was like, holy cow, this is awesome. And no, it, that's not an AIR piece for the episode, man. That's, that's the, that's our new logo, bro. That's, yeah, that's, know, a new, that's so uh, cool. Yeah. That's fired up on the blockchain logo. So, um, you know, and, and certainly as we go forward with the show notes, I think I'm going to be. Uh, helping to to provide a platform for your your art as well not not that you need my pla- my platform but you know as well like i'll take i'll take all that i'll take all that help <laughs> exposure and support i'll get don't you worry <laughs> yeah no I, I know i know and also the the producer who did our theme song fired up um i am nax um i've, I've been a little bit more vocal too about supporting nax because i i actually didn't realize when i first started supporting nax's music nfts um, that Nax is an accomplished musician producer um, prior to Web3. So, you know, the Web3 persona is Nax. I couldn't tell you his real name or anything like that about him. But I can tell you as far as utility cases and NFTs are concerned, you, I bought Nax's Genesis NFT, which I use for the podcast, which is the Fired Up song. And by having that, like every month or even multiple times a month, we get new songs dropped into our wallet so there's a an array of different nfts that are music related he does art on them as well so again these are people who who have been part of my journey through 2022 you obviously nax as well and some of the other other folks that i'm sure we'll get to but in terms of like fud i have to say man like other than for like for me personally other than seeing founders disappear i haven't really found personally a reason um in in the i should say in the same way other collectors find a reason to fuck like for example like i love i love hearing jordash's take on was it like buy this nft and it's a winds up being a coupon for sneakers don't yeah don't don't create this sort of um and you know drew talks about this too like um, Drew, shout out Drew, meta athletes. Like, don't create this sort of speculation around something just to get people to, I don't know, like get the floor price up. Because then, like, if you're not going to execute on it, like, if you don't know you have it in your pocket, that's a terrible thing to do. Because not only are people going to like FUD you and, and they'll be 
upset about it, but like, you know, the whole reputation behind it's going to be kind of, going to drop. And then we've seen that happen with people. Um, but you know, for, again, for me, like if I'm a holder of something, I, I think that again, like I might ask some questions I might, but I'll ask him respectfully. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tag the CEO and be like, what the heck's going on with this thing? Like, unless it's something really important to, to what we, we thought the, um, the roadmap was going to be right. However, the people behind it to me are super important. So as much as I say, I really want to support people and love the people in the space. Sometimes you see people's true colors come out. Yep. And I don't know really the best way to explain that other than maybe read between the lines a little bit. Maybe, you know, if someone's in the discord, kind of see what they're saying. Maybe, maybe as fans, I know you like to go through people's tweets um, to get a sense of like who they are as a person prior to whatever they've released. But I got to tell you this, man, without naming names, like there's somebody who I supported, didn't, didn't know a whole lot about really, but did have a conversation with them, had, had like a similar network. And uh, they came, they were coming out with an NFT. I was like, cool. Like it's a little bit higher priced um, than, than I wanted to spend. But I was like, cool, I, I'll buy like one or two of them just to support. And a lot of us do that, right? To support each right. other. Yep. But after like week one, it was like, hey, uh, no, no. Week one was like, hey, I love you all. You're awesome. Da, da, da. Week two was like, hey, I'm finding um, myself to have a little bit of pain in my arm for working so much. I need to take a break. Week three, four, five, six, wasn't really much of anything, right? Week like seven comes along and it's like, hey, we have this new drop coming. Um, I want, I hope you all like it. And like, there was no interaction in between drop one and drop two, other than like, let me maybe try to build a discord and try to create a little bit of camaraderie among the people. And hopefully it in itself will help the project flourish. That, that worked last year, right? That kind of stuff's not not truly working in the same way now, unless of course it's a it's a certain kind of quality project or whatever. And then there were crickets because people were like, "Yeah, you have another job, awesome! Like I can't wait to give you more money for you to to not do anything." And then and then it was like, "Oh, hey!" And then you see this person, you know, popping up on Twitters and Discords all of a sudden, where it's like, "Hey, you know, I'm supporting these these artists or." Hey, you know, I'm I I'm out here um, flipping uh, the the Trump NFTs, right? Or I'm out here doing X, Y, or Z. I want you all to know, like, I'm present in the space, which is not exactly what they said, but that's what they were saying right, by yeah, saying yeah. those things. And then what happens, like a week after that? Oh yeah, hey everyone, I want you to know this new drop is coming very very soon. It's like you know, it's so easy to read between these lines and like, I'm not going on record and calling anybody a scammer until they prove that they've been a scammer, but be, you got to be present, right? It, it can't just be this cash grab mentality unless you know that there's a reason for your holders to hold on to this thing or do something with it. And that to me, man, like that was why that kind of a, that kind of a mentality is what so many of us saw when you asked me, Hey, who do you want? Are you going to be a creator? Because I'm like, if I'm a creator, like I'm going to be really hard on myself to be a good dude. Like I'm going to be hard on myself to make sure I'm delivering stuff. And that's why, like, I, I have to say this just because it's something that I'm already talking, obviously, with you about and other people. But the, the OG people who are in the journey right now, the holders of that, like we've got three snapshots coming up. And they're really just kind of like thank you snapshots. 
Yep. Like we've got, we've got partners, we've got a, a clothing brand. One of the snapshots going to be delivering a very exclusive type of merchandise. But I got to tell you this, it's not the only time we're going to do this, right? So these are not like, Hey, mint this, have this trait, get this thing. And then it's not worth anything anymore. Like that's not yeah. how I am. We've got a secondary snapshot. That's a totally other exclusive piece of merch. That's uh, like seasonal, very exclusive. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to be doing seasonal drops for people who qualify under certain snapshots. And maybe we'll tell them ahead of time what the snapshots are. Maybe we'll surprise and delight them, as you like to say. Yep. One other thing I'm super excited about, and, and this is something that I believe strongly in as well, is you as a project and a founder and an owner need to be as supportive for your community as you expect them to be of you, right? Now, I don't know how supportive anyone's going to be to me, but I hope they will be. However, I'm trying to be as supportive as possible. So somebody that purchased one of the very first like pre-Genesis AI things I did a few months ago, they're actually in a mentorship with Gary V. He's got one of the, the, the coolest like high-end glasswares, like, like pint glasses, shot glasses, mugs, tumblers. Actually did our Diamond Dog tumblers, um, which were like super high-quality stuff. We're, we're partnering and, I'm, and to not just thank him as being a holder, but like he's got that Gary V component, a gift goat holder himself and the high quality stuff that he, I already know has, like, we're going to be, we're going to be gifting some of that to all of our holders as well. And listen, man, I mean, there's a lot of bad people out there, but there's a lot of people like myself who every day I wake up, I'm like, what's some more, what's some more quote unquote utility that we could pepper in as the roadmap goes on. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's to me, it, a responsibility that we all should have. And just, I, I get that there's a lot of um, building behind the scenes for a lot, of, a lot of people, but just be present. I think it's so important to just be present. You know, I, I think not only being present, and I love your, your, that entire theme there, right? Like we dropped the 1093 NFT to our community, right? Which is the first 1,093 people that supported the ADHD coin. And for those that are listening, if you hold a, a 1093, we're actually migrating them uh, over to Ethereum because we're gonna, we, we launched them originally on the Rally L2. We're moving over to Ethereum because I also want to be able to reward people that hold the 1093, and right? And, and a little bit of alpha is that like with some of the future AI drops, they're not going to be public for sale. They're going to be first come, first serve, and they're going to be free. You just mint them with gas for the 1093 holders, right? Like for me, it's like, okay, hey, you've been, you're my, like, you know, it's that OG, right? It's taking care of like those that are there. But I will also say one of the things that I can share from a lesson of my own experience in life is that in the early adoption culture, there are a lot of people that care about others caring about them until they get to a place where they believe they're either better than or they want to quote unquote step you know take advantage of this scenario and not take advantage of like they're doing it maliciously but there's a lot of people and I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to say this for people that are listening right now in web 3 there's a lot of people that are forgetting where they came from and who was there for them at the beginning and who was there for them along the way and we got to take notes right like i am i'm one that is like you know we both we, we we talked about this in our first episode. You and I, we trust first. We, we trust hard. <laughs> we trust all in, which I believe is a powerful trait. But it's also one that often exposes us to be taken advantage of, to be to be either thought of as someone that can be either 
manipulated or used or, and in many cases we, we expose ourselves. Right. And I, I know there's other people in my life that I, I trust so damn much that are the other way, right. That they were like, Brian, I didn't trust you worth a shit. Like I thought you were, you know, a content creator that was like trying to be the next Gary V and you're a money hustler and you were, I was ready for the backdoor sales. And like, every time you text me, happy birthday, I was ready for you to drop a book coming up for you to buy a hundred copies. Like I, I mean, there's a friend, shout out to my friend, Aaron. She was like, for the first two years, she just kept waiting for the right hook. She was like, fans, I'm like, you've like, she's like, you've cared so much about me. You've, you've, you've gone out of your way to do all these things. Like I, like, she's like, you're a marketer. Like you were, you were literally building me into your email list to right hook you. And I was like, no, I just really care. And I like you as a person. And I, but I will say the, the part of this, that web three, that I think we all have to own is that there are people that enter via hype, but are good people. But unfortunately, because they came in via hype or speculation there there's parts of them at their core that are exposed that they've never had to own before. And that is really scary. And I will tell you like this is, and I, and Travis, you and I didn't talk about this pre uh, show, but you know, OG collective, I've been very vocal that, you know, when you first got into OG collective and I first heard about what OG collective was with the crypto chicks and, you know, eventually kind of beyond going beyond uh, crypto chicks, you know, I, I, I love Travi and what you were involved in, but I also was like, well, who else are these people? And you were like, man, these are some of the best humans in all of Web3. I'm like, okay, Travi. Like, I, I'm like, I love you. I trust you. But I'm going to figure out, like, who you're talking about. I'm going to do my own damn research on the people. And with that also comes the fact that I've also had to learn that you can take a bunch of great people and they are all individually great. But if you bring a bunch of great people together, in some cases, that mix doesn't often create great output, right? Like, like, like how many sports teams, like, I mean, let's face it. It's like, it's like, it's like the, it's the opposite of Moneyball, right? Where, where, you know, and I love anyone that hasn't seen that movie. Oh my God. I just like, I, I might actually watch it again this week just because I think it's such a, you know, like understanding that like Moneyball was the idea that it's, it's getting the best of all the parts to make the greatest sum. Like it's the we is greater than me, right? Because just because LeBron wants D Wade and Chris Bosh and they're gonna, you know, do the the whole thing in Miami doesn't mean this can be the greatest one. And 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 this is FUD. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, great example. Literally, I'm gonna FUD the Dallas Cowboys because I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I grew up uh, learning to hate the Cowboys. Couldn't figure out why, but then my dad told me like, oh, we played them in the Super Bowl and they were just as good as us. And my best friend, uh, Ashley was a diehard Cowboys fan. So we, we had this beautiful rivalry, but like, even I bring this back into OG collective is that I also know that with like the moving parts of the bear market, the moving parts of collections, crypto chicks might be one of the most dynamically changed collections <laughs> since like since the beginning right like that like from the original artist to the original founders to the current you know like it's been and for me i've said this openly the projects that have had adversity the projects that have had um struggles the projects that have had um to adapt the projects that have admit that they were wrong the projects that have had change management are the projects i love because Every project's going to have that. But I will tell you, one of the things that I was looking at with OG Collective and, and now being a part of it and being a holder, right? And there's, you know, there's no other skin in the game other than, you know, we are holders. And, and Trev, you were, you were vital in making that happen for me to be a part of. 
is that I also knew that I wanted to get to know like kind of the individuals and, and I haven't shared this with you, but like the beauty of discord is like when you join, you can go back and you can just scroll and scroll and scroll. And so I was going back, like, I mean, I'm going, I went back multiple months into the OG collective kind of archives, right. That is in there to kind of just understand because like, it's easy for us to go into a collection or a market and take things that like quote unquote face value, right? Like, Hey, these people are disagreeing here. or These people are trying to figure out here. or These people are, are mad at these people. And like, that's so easy to do that, but I am an empath. And I believe digital empathy is the, one of the biggest lack of um, skill sets that most of us have, right? To me, empathy, right? Like, and I admit, this is a little bit of a Ted talk rant, but like empathy is our ability to put our shoe ourselves in the shoes of others to understand what they feel, why they feel it, and all of the things in their lives that got them to where they are now. It does not mean you have to agree with everything. It does not, sure as hell does not mean that you relate with every aspect of someone. But I will say one of the things that I pride myself in, probably skill set wise, more than anything else I have, is digital empathy. Because I do not like if someone is is, is fudding or attacking or someone is, is overly passionate, right? Like I'm going to go back and figure out what about that makes them passionate. Right. And I don't care if you like a different, if you have a different political background than me, I, I love like, active debate around debate around politics with people that are empathetic to understand both sides. Right. It's like this whole argument. Like if you tell me you're a Democrat and the only thing you can say is why Republicans suck, I don't think you're a Democrat. You're just a someone that is like hates what you don't what what is the opposite of you. But if you're someone that is a a Republican, let's say, right, and you're like, you know what, I understand why Democrats like this, but I disagree, and I disagree for these fundamental reasons because this is what I believe in. Oh, you're my people, right? Because like there now there are certain things like I, I always say like I think there's five. There's like five core beliefs that I have that if you disagree with these five core beliefs, you're, 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 you're kind of like dead to me, right? Like you're not, you don't get to, you don't get to have the empathy on that side. Cause there's like five things that I like kind of hold uh, true for. And there's nothing like, you know, it doesn't make me better than anyone, right? Like, I mean, like I got suspended from school and the only time I've ever been suspended at school was that, you know, it was three times and it happened to be three times that a person, two times a, a, a man put their hands on a woman and I put them through a bathroom stall and I got suspended. Right. I was like, I, I don't stand for that shit at all. And I also don't stand for bullying, especially from a place of power. And someone was bullying one of my, my middle brother. And I decided that they needed to be, you know, <laughs> taken out back and, and, and taught a lesson on that. And I, you know, I'm much more a lover than a fighter, but I, I've had that in my background, but I, I Wait, say so, all this so you, so you, you can drop the right hook when it's necessary. <laughs> well played that's a beautiful callback well yes and like funny enough like one of my weird records that i have in college hockey uh is i do have my junior year with the most penalty minutes in the blue ridge college hockey uh conference i i own the most penalty minutes now most would assume uh that meant i was like the the bad boy uh i was more like the great agitator where i could see I'm like, wait, that guy's real. He's their best player. And I was not, I was an assistant captain on the third line. I'm very proud of that because no one is an assistant captain and the third line talent, but I was smart. I was, I was smart and I was a leader. 
but I also didn't have the talent to be a first line or second line player. And I was like the guy that would agitate the best player on their team. And then they would whack at me and I'd whack them back. We'd both go in the penalty box and I'd be like, um, we're, we're, we're winning. Like I took their best guy. Right. But I say all of this because Travi, what you were kind of teeing up there, right. With the journey, right. There, there are people that are giving and providing value and supporting others because they are hoping they get support down the line, which let's face it, it is human fucking nature. Like anyone that says like, don't give without any expectations. Like my expectations oftentimes with giving is I want people to care and I want to know that it made an impact, right? Like, like we both come from that, that side, but I also want to know that when shit gets tough or I need somebody, people are going to be there for me, right? Because we are, we are humans. And I, and I will say like, even this podcast, right? Like, you know, like I bootstrapped season one, right? And it was, it was, it was everything and more that I ever wanted, but it was also a, a financial burden that I did not kind of expect, right? Especially because we hit a, a million downloads early. We locked in some sponsorship, but truthfully, I had to lean on my team and shout out to the team, right? Shout out to Kevin and to Carter and uh, to Ryan and Drew and, uh, you know, Delphi Cat and Jen and Amy. And I mean, I, I, and I will say, because every one of them were a listener that said, how can I help? And I had to go to them and say, I don't got the funds to pay you. I don't got, I, I'm bootstrapping this whole thing, but I will promise you, I will take care of you. I will celebrate you. I will bring you on the journey. I will help you learn with me. I've, if I, you know, if I reap benefits, I want you to reap benefits, right? And, and we can all be better as we kind of do that. But I also think in a greater scheme of things, and, and this is where I wanted to go with it a little bit, Travi, is that, you know, if someone buys a membership, right? If you join the American Marketing Association, you join the National Speakers Association, you join the Teachers Association, by paying your dues, it does not equal value that you get out of something. Right? Like how many people buy a membership and they're like, well, that membership sucked. And I will tell you, I wrote the National Speakers Association in 2013 and said, um, I didn't believe in paying for my friends in college, but I joined a fraternity and realized it was one of the best decisions I made. I joined National Speakers Association and I thought it was a bunch of old white guys that have a good old club that care about old white guys. And although I am a white guy, I despise any organization that is, is, is furthering that culture for that culture's sake. Like I, 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 and I wrote this long letter and then I had a friend, his name's Jay Bear. Uh, many people know him in the marketing space, reach out to me. He's like, Fanzo, I, I saw your letter and I appreciate that. He's like, but I have to ask how much effort did you put in going to meetings and attending the national convention and kind of putting your money where your mouth is and going into the, some of these conversations and talking about diversity and being the change. And I will tell you, it was one of the, it was one of the hardest being called out things I had, I had had in my career because I had to own the fact that I was expecting results and benefits without putting in the effort. And I think that's what NFTs has become for a lot of us. And I think one of the things that I think we just have to take a step back on is that if we all believe that the revenue model of NFTs cannot just be secondary sales, we also have to own the fact as owners of NFTs and owners, you know, NFTs and collections that it might require us to spend more money, might require us to spend time, might require us to, to sign up as a moderator. And I will tell you, Travi, you have done that since before it was cool. Like you, when you, 
reached out to me. You're like, hey, I want to be on the social council. Can you go vote for me? One of the things I was thinking of is like, dude, this guy must be fucking loaded. Like he is, he is volunteering to help out diamond dogs. He's doing spaces with, with Evan. He's, you know, and like, and like one of the things I remember doing, I was like, check Travi's wallet. I was like, he must be so heavy bagged in these projects that that's why this guy gives a shit. Like I will tell you, cause this is, this is how I look at digital empathy. And then I'm like, wait a second. Not only is he not, but he's like giving away out of his personal stash, all these NFTs and he's rewarding all these fucking people. And he's like diminishing his own individual return but he's spending even more time and that was a little bit of like an aha for me and it was like i will tell you for anyone that's out there right like ask yourself if you believe in like the projects that you hold how much are you willing to put in effort time sacrifice and additional money to make them successful because those of us that will and i will tell you i'm now you know i've been in the national speakers association ever since right i had to go back in there tail between my legs own the fact that I was like, dude, I just didn't put any effort. And I remember I spent six grand going to the national convention the following year. And I was like, dude, this is, I already pay a yearly due. Now I got to spend six grand to go to Dallas, Texas, to hang out with all these, you know, rich white guy speakers that only care about themselves. And I was there and I made some of the closest friends that I have today. Many of them have got me multiple speaking gigs that have generated me $40,000, $60,000 worth of work. And holy shit, am I glad that I had someone like Jay that called me out on it. Holy shit that I have to realize that just joining a membership, just being part of a community, just owning a piece of something does not guarantee success. And if we want to make something successful, we have to ask ourselves, like, what do we want to put out, right? Like, I, And I will say, like, part of the AI art piece for me with do, doing the AI 365, like, I'm minting an AI art piece every day for a year. Part of that is, if you love this podcast, I hope you buy one of those pieces because it's going to help me continue to be able to create AI art, to continue to create this damn podcast, to continue to show up in Twitter spaces and learn what I learn. And that's a little bit hard for me to make that ask. But the reason I'm able to make that is because I know I've already delivered. Right? I had someone come to me yesterday and I won't call them out because we're going to have them on the podcast. And they were like, Brian, I will do anything that you ask and I will support you in any way and we're going to do big things. And I was like, dude, like, I appreciate that. Like, and this is a player in this space, like big time player. And, and I said, and, and she was like, I mean, she was very adamant and I was like, why? And she was like, cause I couldn't figure out what your game was. But I said, if this guy makes it 365 days and he shows up like that through this entire market, pff, ride or die. Right? Like, and so Travi, I think, what you were saying there really hit me because I love the journey. I love Galactic Gaylords are two projects that I'm advisors on. And I believe both of these projects are not only great founders, great mission, great value, great utility, but they're going to make the world a better place because if you're in it, you're going to be aligned with others that care about the same things you do. And if you're willing to continue to support and continue to level up, we're going to change the game. We're going to change the freaking game. And I know that's not really, really where we're going to take the podcast episode, but like to me, there's something beautiful about, you know, those, those in this space that are going to just continue to show up, continue to invest the money, continue to be a part of it. And, um, and Travi, I have to say like, you are, you know, you get this, you get this in Twitter, Twitter spaces. I know not everybody listens in all the Twitter spaces that we're in, but you have a lot of people that love you and support you. 
And a lot of that is just because of what you've always done since you showed up in the space. And I will tell everyone that's listening here, if you are willing to show up, support others, celebrate others, and be on this journey, we, we got big things ahead, right? Like the, the, the future is pretty damn bright, my friend. Brother, man, uh, I do have to say, I'm so glad you said show up uh, in, the, in the way you did, man, because that's, that's really something I wanted to talk about because I, I'm showing up. And you mentioned too in, in, this, in this TED Talk that there are people out there who think that they're better than other people. And I have to say, there, people are not better than, than other people. Because the they have does not make you better than anyone, FYI, for everybody out there, right? Absolutely. But what, what does make someone better than somebody else is if that somebody else has bad intentions or is a rug puller or is a scammer. So we're all on an equal playing field here and we're all learning. I mean, this is not, this is not like, uh, I, maybe it is for some people. This is not like, you know, mommy or daddy gave me a bunch of money to invest so I could kind of see where it goes and I can sell. And then I could, I, I mean, certainly for me and a lot of the people I, you know, I engage with, it's a lot of learning on, on the go. It's a lot of, as you kind of say, building in public, but the showing up part, man, like I'm so bullish and I've talked about this a lot lately. I'm on fired up are the re- the IRL events and the real life events. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you can see who shows up. Literally, the <laughs> people I'm most bullish on are the people I see at these events because they're not phoning it in. And now I get not everybody can do every event, but some people don't do any event. And I'm yep. going to multiple. And I, I got to tell you, like, Betty from Deadfellas doesn't need to show up and throw a party with Bobby Hundreds from Adam Bomb Squad in the Hundreds, but they are to show appreciation and be present and talk with their holders. They don't need to do that. Betty and 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 Bobby Hundreds and Fanzo don't need to do a Twitter space trying to tell OpenSea why royalties are needed. Like there are people stepping up and showing up, and I'm even talking like there are people who financially don't need to. Like I'm I don't know his entire uh, portfolio, but someone I. I like as an artist, I've met a couple of times, had great encounters with that's OSF and he's an artist and he yep. has the oh, wrecked yeah. guy. He puts love, on the wrecked. Love his art. Love his art. It's, it's incredible stuff, right? But he's showing up at NFT London. He's showing up at NFT NYC. He's showing up in Miami and everywhere else. He's throwing a party for his holders that are like incredible parties, which I think I even sent you. I'm not, a, I wasn't allowed to take any pictures, but I did take a picture when I first walked in of, of the, don't tell anybody, um, they, they were banned, but yeah, I didn't take any other pictures that night except of, of like, I think the curtain, um, OS and, and you know what? Like, so I'm at a party that's like, yes, it's a networking party, but it's also like, if you're a black hat, black hoodie person, you just want to go and get, get, you know, sauced up. You can do that. And the thing is, you're seeing these people there and they're just having a good time and they're networking. OSF, I see at a party it, that he's not even a, a scheduled, you know, he's not even a name on the thing. He's just going there to get to know people down in our Basel. You know how, how bullish I am on spotty. What's up spotty. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, Shout out to spotty. I think I saw him. He, he must've been at like 20 events like that week. And, and some of it was because he or spotty wifey were, were talking at a conference and others. It was because they were showing support. These people are showing up, bro. Just like you're showing up different members. Hey, hey. And I want to throw in real quick. You know who show? You know, like people get a lot of people give Gary V a lot of shit, right? And I've been very blessed. 2013, I met him for the first time. It was a shaking your hand. 
you know, like in passing, right? Like 2014, I've shared this story many times. He gave me more time out of his calendar than I could have ever dreamed of. And it changed the course of a lot of things I've done. But that was 2014. When I was in, when we were in New York and Drew was like, dude, I've never met Gary V. I was like, don't worry, I got you. Like, we're, we're, let's go to this event. And we hustled to this damn wine event. And then we got stuck outside and the line was forever long because A, it's in New York and Gary underestimated that he puts out the call to New York, not just NFT NYC people are going to come, but his entire like New York army of people are going to come, right? You know what Gary did is he walked down the, the, the line. And he said, hi, shook hands, thanked people, said we're trying to get people in. And I tapped him on his shoulder. I'm like, dude, Gary. And he's like, fans, oh, gave me, you know, gave me some love. And I was like, you, I, I got to take a picture with you and Drew. So I took a picture with, with Drew and Gary. And funny enough, I didn't take a picture for myself, which I, I'm not afraid to admit. Like, I love, like, the selfie game. And I was like, damn, why didn't I take a picture? But it, it hit me in that moment. And I, I want to tie it to what you were talking about showing up. That this dude did four days, six hours of each of the days at VCon with a selfie booth. Like you could come up and talk to him and he looked everyone in the eyes. And from the outside, people are like, oh, he's self-absorbed. He wants all this free promotion. No, he was showing up. And those people that showed up at his event, he wanted to make sure that they got what they wanted, which in the discord, they put in there. He said, what is the number one thing you're looking for? And every, like the, I think they, I think it was 73% of people said to meet Gary V. And so when we look at that, right, look at OSF, Spotty, like when you and I were in London, it hit me really hard. Like a lot of us, that's a lot of our liquidity was put out to go to London, right? And it's, it, you know, like none of us really knew if that event was going to be successful or how the content was going to be. But you're right, the showing up, right? Sammy Ariega, right? Showing up, like like Spotty, right? Like the, the, the you know, from the team at Ledger, right? Like there, there are people that are showing up. And I will, I will challenge everyone right now, even if you're not at events, monitor that hashtag and see who's showing up, right? Because like those that are showing up, even in a bear market, those that are showing up at events, no matter where they're at, like that is the truth. So I wanted to throw that in there because, you know, you and I both have like a, a connection and affinity for Gary and, and, you know, there are things about Gary that will turn off some people. And I know some people, you know, can only handle so much and like, Hey, I, I understand that, but I will put my freaking reputation and brand up there that I have never met any leader that has shown up for eight freaking plus years and shown up the same damn way for eight freaking years. And I can't say that about a lot of people. And the funny part is, I think we're going to see a lot more Gary V brands born on web three. And I just hope they follow that lead. And continue showing up, right? Spotty Wi-Fi opened up for Snoop Dogg and Lil Wayne. Yeah, Snoop Dogg and Lil Wayne. You and I hung out at his at his party in, in that basement, and we were hanging with him and Spotty Wifey for for all kinds of times. He could have easily been like, "Dude, I, I opened up for Snoop Dogg and Lil Wayne. Like, you 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 guys go over there." And I, we would we both would have been like, "Hey, he hey, kudos to him, right? We want to celebrate his wins." But I think there is something really powerful about checking ourselves and saying who's showing up for who who's continuing to show up because those are the people i want to be aligned with those are the people that i want to be on this freaking journey with you know what i have to say this you know not not to do a whole spotty wi-fi commercial but what's up i just got the hat on um 
you know, when I, when Spotty came on my podcast, like I, I had to ask him those questions, right? I had to ask him about his experience at Ape Fest and by the way, and, and Eminem as well yep. was, was there too. So, you know, he, we, we know this is what he's doing, but, but for somebody like him and the people we just mentioned, they're continuing, you know, we call it building, right? But they're continuing to do new things. And what I love, um, especially in the music space with Spotty, um, and, and Sammy, um, and Ray Isla too, I, and, and Violetta. And like, I, I really like kind of, kind of like their, their crew there. Um, what they're doing is they're continuing to do new things and add more, not just like more value for your holders, but more value for in general, like music NFTs. So, you know, I've talked about like IRL events and showing up at these conferences or going to parties or whatever. Um, dude, I got so, I got more value out of holding a spotty Wi-Fi, you know, um, Gen- uh, Genesis, I- I'm spotty NFT or an, I am Nax music NFT. than I ever got out of something I paid a few ETH for at some time. And, um, <laughs> again, not to FUD those, but, but it's the, it's the point. It's like, th- those are, those are the Genesis holders. Those are the people who are getting in early, who you always want to support. I know you and I've talked about it with the journey. I'm not trying to chop alpha, but we talked about doing private parties. We've talked about hosting, uh, you know, small, small group events for, for some people. And, and uh, one other thing too, man, not to kind of get off track, but you did bring up the OG collective earlier. And, and when you, and you break it down in that granular kind of who's in it, there's a lot of people who are, you know, big into web three, whether they're a project founder or a major creator, but there's a lot of people big in, in their own sort of walks of life, whether, yeah. whether they're just like big time attorneys or, or, you know, like real life art collectors, uh, real estate investors, but, you know, and there's someone I, I want to mention too, man, because I actually saw that you recently even commented on one of her posts and that's Oksana. She goes by Gordy Ox. She yep. recently became a member of the OG Collective. And I've actually been a collector of, I actually have a, not only a few of her pieces, but I got one or two made into like a real life piece that are on like of, of my girls um, that she made that, that she customized her style with them. So we have that hanging in our house and listen, she's living in the Ukraine and she's getting her neighborhood, her, her town, everything around her is crumbling and she's continuing to show up, bro. Like she's continuing to show up in the discord. She's continuing to make art. Like I will always support her. I was already going to support her. This is not a political rant. This is just what she's doing as an artist and as a creator in the space who can show up when literally her neighbor's house is in not in, in just rubble. But she's still, she's like, hey, here's, here's how my, my morning went. Sorry to make your day feel sad. But like, Oksana, you're not making our day, you're making our day feel sad. But like, come on, like, you're not yeah. making our day feel sad because of anything you did. Like, we're here with you and, and for you. And she's, you know, shout out to her. She, she's a, a journey holder as well. But she's somebody, if, if we can show up, if, if I can show up as the, you know, my baby's up all night screaming. I, I got to do uh, two podcasts. I got to get up. I got to get on a stage. I can do those other stuff. Got to get on these calls and try to get these partnerships linked in with some of the future drops that we're doing. You know what I'm talking about, man. Like th- this is, this is what web three supposed to be about. Like wag me goes away. If there's no, we, <laughs> yep. It's I'm, That's I'm not going to make it without you. You're not going to make it without somebody else because we need each other in this space to, to lift each other up. Otherwise, what are we doing here? We're back on Facebook again. You know, we're back <laughs> on, on just trying to market to, 
just put up a billboard and say like buy my nft that pe- ran- people randomly driving by so anyway a lot, uh, lot- I, you know and one of the things i just want to throw in there right for for people that are like man this is all great and exciting but like how do i get started or where does this all happen i will just tell you like holding project nft projects that have great people that are in them and then being active in those discords active in the twitter spaces that's how this all happens right like it's amazing how when push comes to shove, you know, a whole adage, right? We all put our we all put our pants on one leg at a time, right? There are, I think, some unicorns that jump into their pants with two legs, but let's let's just let them be unicorns. But like, one of the secrets that, that I that I I had to learn, and that I didn't know I was doing it, but like I I would have, you know, executives at like Dell and IBM and and these giant brands that are like that are that were vouching for me, and people are like, dude, what was your secret? What was, your? and I was like. Uh, I treated them like everyone else. I cared about what they had to say. I valued them. I didn't, I wasn't a kiss ass, but I also understood that like they had experience and knowledge that I knew. Right. And that I wanted to gain. And so like, you know, part of the, the, the journey, right. What you were building is that you were like, Brian, I don't want to just do a, a, a public drop out of the gate because I want to kind of, um, let's just say I want to Handholds not the right word, but I want to I want to make sure that I'm filtering some of the people that are in here so that people can be proud of who else also holds a journey NFT. To me, that notion is why people should be owning a, a journey NFT. Why people should be looking at the projects that are there, right? Because it's not just about like like I could care less. Like I don't ever look and say who in this project owns five bored apes. Like never once in my life. I mean, like that's never been like a, a like a, a, you know, like a, a reason for me joining a project, but I will say who in this project supports Sabbath that also owns a spotty Wi-Fi NFT that shows up in these Twitter spaces and supports people that was at NFT New York and celebrated this great event that the goblin town put on. Oh, they're in that project. I want to be aligned. Right. So I think for everyone that's out there, a lot of this sounds very much like you and I got in at the right spots at the right time with a lot. And we did in some cases, but I will tell you those spots, those projects, those people are still there. Like the, and the barrier and the craziest part is the barrier to entry right now is less than when you and I jumped in because we like, I mean, I, I, I figured this out. I jumped into alien friends, December 19th of last year. And, and Drew and I were having this like, uh, like, cause he just jumped into alien friends and I had to go back and figure out how much I paid. Right. And it was 0.2 ETH plus 0.06 gas, which still is insane. But when I looked at how much it was, I paid $1,200 for a 0.2 Ethereum ETH NFT mint. Like that's how much ETH was at the time, right? And the crazy part is if you jump into to, to Alien Friends today, right? Maybe that's a community that you like. I loved that community. I kind of regret that you know I sold it when I did. I think it's a really interesting group of people. Right now, it's 0.4 Ethereum, 0.38 to jump in. Funny enough, it's less than the 0.2 that I minted it at, right? USD uh, valueized. So I think for everyone that's out there right now, like assess your bag and ask yourself, can I liquidate a couple of these so that I can go all in more on a couple of these projects and get to know the other holders, the other people? Because in most cases for me, it hasn't been trying to get to the, the know the owner of the project it's been about getting to know the other other owners of the NFT because that's who we want to surround ourselves with. And let's face it, Diamond Dogs, Crypto Chicks brought you and I together. 
And if we weren't part of those communities, our ability to kind of connect the way we did probably doesn't get to the point where we're co-hosting this episode, jamming out for an hour plus uh, time on the, on the podcast. So um, I, I'm curious, like, you know, as we kind of pull this episode together, if you look at like people and your plans on like who you're associating with or how you're kind of identifying this, like, I love that you said, wag me goes away without the we, right? Like it's such a, like, that's such a great quote. The, the thing I think we all have to ask about is like, who is that we for us in the year of Michael Jordan? Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're going to close it up, let me, let me just make sure that I, I hit this man. Like you said that we met through, you know, things like diamond dogs and crypto chicks. And that's so like, it's eerie, you know, again, my mom's birthday being today, my dad was my baseball coach, right? So the diamond dogs is a baseball theme, you know, that I developed my love of baseball through, through that side. Um, and then, I, you know, I, I established a respect for women, you know, through my mom and then eventually, obviously, my wife, two little sisters and my daughters. And that's what led me to crypto chicks. So to, to pull that together, it's almost like I didn't think of this, bro. I mean, I kind of knew both of those things separately, but to, to lead that on a path where it united, you know, yourself and me to now have. You know, this friendship, this podcast, this, these conversations that hopefully other people are getting some value from, you know, I think that there's a lot of things that are um, that are poetic about a lot of it. You know, we, we can look back at like last year, um, you know, the expansions that happened with with Yuga, then the expansion projects, then the kind of boom of like the women led projects. And I got to say, like, even though. I found a couple little projects I like for myself. It was the women-led projects that opened my eyes to the collector side because I really started collecting NFTs for my daughters, as you know. Like they yep. were one of them wasn't even one yet, and I was like, "Oh, it'd be a cool birthday present." Um, and that, of course, was a rug. But then, yeah. like other, but then other ones, like you know, over time, like so that was a trend, and and now, like you know, I don't think anyone's going out of their way to say like the terminology women-led project. They're just saying like this is a project happens to have a you know a, a a smart woman you know at the helm, and I think that's important now as well that you know everybody is 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 treated on on equal playing field, and uh, you know as the year went on, as we started going to more of these events, that's that's what made me super bullish, man. The real life events. The access, the the I know nobody likes to say the word utility anymore, but there's a lot of things you can get for holding an NFT. There's a lot of concerts you can attend. Uh, I think moving forward, bro, like I think real life events are going to be important. I think they're going to allow people to get to know you and me. I think the same way it was important for me to get to know some of the other creators and founders and and big hold you know holders of the projects. But I also think music NFTs. I think music NFTs are going to be a really strong component of 2023. I'm not saying that they're going to be worth X amount of ETH. I just think that they're going to be a major player in 2023. Um, you know, they're right now, in my opinion, people are referring to this as the bear market. Music NFTs have been hot. I think it's been one of the only things holding up the market as a whole. You look at some of the sales and stuff. From from Sammy and Violetta's always selling out. Ray Isla's always selling out. Um, Spotty, I got two of his real life records. He just did a, a partnership with Tower Records. Like that's, that's their cool. that's their first venture into NFTs. And in every record, 
uh, they have an NFC chip. So they have a chip yeah. you can scan and you can get the Tower Records NFT and then you can go to events through Tower Records. I think there's a lot of that stuff and it comes down to this. You know what it's like to speak at conferences. You know what it's like to share your wealth of knowledge and your experience. I'm at a point now where whether it's what led me to be where I am, having to do a lot, bootstrapping myself through a lot of my life, losing our parents, being a girl dad, you know, some of the, the real estate investing side of it, being a part of these communities. I want to get out there and I want to get on stages and talk to more people about what we're doing because that showing up is the best way that I could help do the one thing that I always try to do. And we know that is bring one love to Web3. Love it, my man. And I love it. And here's a little alpha for those that made it this long into the episode. We mentioned in real life events. It's probably a good idea to put on your calendar NFT NYC, as there might not only just be Travi and I on the stages there, but there might be just an amazing event to attend if you are a holder of any of our projects, The Journey, uh, and some of our, our sister projects that we will have, we'll give more details to in the very near future. But um, save that liquidity. If rather than buying, a, you know, a random mint or the fifteenth, you know, NFT into a project, buy yourself, uh, you know, a a airline ticket to New York, and you know, invest a little bit in that time that you're gonna be able to spend there. And we're gonna create a pretty damn good experience. Uh, and some of these names, maybe some of the musicians, maybe some of the artists that we've named. Uh, you might just be able to meet and hang out with that, uh, at, at some of the IRL things that we have moving forward. So, Chavi, I love the way you brought that all together. Um, this has been a fun journey, pun intended, uh, on that. We are going to put links to the journey in the show notes, the blo- uh, you know, fired up on the blockchain. Check out that new art. Love, just you know, blown away that my AI art is being used there. We'll put links to the AI art um, in the show notes um, as well. We'll put some links to some of the people that we mentioned in the show uh, you know, moving forward as well. Uh, and I, I'll just say, like, for everyone that's listening, right, like, this is, um, you know, that that idea that we are greater than me and that, uh, you know, together we do want to bring one love, not only to the blockchain, but to the world around us, right? Times are tough. There's a lot of things going on in the world that we know can impact a lot of us out there. But if we start to align and start to surround ourselves with lots of great people, we, uh, we're going to build a pretty damn good future together. So, uh, Travi, awesome episode, my friend. Uh, as always, dude, this is, you know, your friendship is a hell of a lot of fun. Super glad to have you as a, as a co-host. Happy to be on your team. Happy to have you on my team. Uh, and I, I, I do think the year of the goat, the year of Jordan, uh, is going to be one that we can look back on and be like, you know what? Big things. Uh, we are building big things, creating big things. Uh, and, uh, let's do that for, uh, you know, in the, in the honor of that, that goat, you know, just do it for sure. So. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, of course, check out the show notes. Check out uh, and make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. And uh, until next time, make it a great day. Thanks, Trevi. Thank you for listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. Join our email list to keep up with all things NFT 365. We appreciate you spending a little of your time with us. And as always, this show is not financial advice.